What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Bucks. And today we're talking the draft. And I've said the whole way through, uh, I am certainly not a draft expert. So we need to get someone in that knows what they're actually talking about here. We're a couple of days away from the draft. Matt Babcock is here. So we're going to talk about the Bucks pick 24 and everything else draft related. So let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. I'm your host, Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on the show Monday to Friday and also find my other work over at ESPN. And joining me today, has had a number of hats along the journey, but at the moment, Senior Draft Analyst over at BasketballNews.com. And uh, as we can see, the, the traditional hotel uh, shot behind because you're in New York, Matt. It is NBA Draft Week. And uh, we've been talking about it on our show just the last year and for the last few years actually with the bucks the draft has been a, a afterthought really uh, but it does come up so quick after the nba finals you're in new york and a, a little bit more normalcy with the draft this year compared to previous years you're traveling you're flat out at this time of year how's the uh how's the head are you exhausted is the head spinning what's going on yeah i mean i just got to new york i mean new york will uh will do that to you quickly right i mean the, the traffic <laughs> and the you know the, the wide variety of people running around. It's uh, it's it's exciting for sure. I'm, I'm I just checked into uh, the draft hotel, the Westin in Times Square, and players all all around in the lobby. Everybody's everybody's pumped. And uh, I mentioned you had a, a number of hats, but you've been on the the agent side of things. Do you enjoy this side of things and covering it from a media perspective and and doing all the stuff that you do? It's it's I know it sort of all ties in together, uh, kind of, but it's a different different world. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really enjoying I mean, you know, working as an agent, I mean, it's a very stressful industry and, and, and the lead up to the draft is, is very stressful. Uh, you know, it's, it, there's always so much uncertainty, you know, of how things are going to unfold. I mean, but most of these teams, you know, don't even know, you know, what players are going to end up with, you know, much less the agents knowing where their, their clients are going to go. And uh, so now my, my biggest stress is, you know, Knicks fans blast me when I, when I update a mock draft. <laughs> so I'll take that rather than, you know, parents calling me when they're not happy how I'm representing their, their son. So, um, yeah, my uh, my stress levels are are, are are pretty moderate at the moment. Uh, I would say feedback on all social media. Let's say we're all used to that. But I was just going through your latest mock draft uh, a little bit earlier today. So how serious? I, mean, I assume you get some pretty regular feedback uh, from people that may consider themselves draft experts as well. Uh, it, how much time? And obviously, this is this is what you do all the time. But when you're doing a mock draft. It's obviously a challenging process. Part of it is what you assess with the players. Part of it is what you hear from the teams and, and those types of things. How do you go about that? Yeah, I mean, throughout the season, uh, you know, my our, we, we have a big board. Essentially, it's just player rankings, which it's uh, it's essentially my player rankings, my own evaluations with, with the help of, uh, of my support staff. Uh, and then as we get closer and an inch closer to the actual draft, we, we sort of shift a little bit more to projecting the picks uh, with, you know, using our evaluations when there's, you know, some doubt. Um, you know, and so we, we, the last couple of weeks, these are more of like, we're trying to 
guess what the teams are actually going to do, or, or at least where the you know what ranges the players will be in. All right, let's start. Let's start to get into this draft stuff now. But before we do, I did have, uh, and I had it up because I didn't want to. There's so many family members of yours that are involved in basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about a basketball family, but we are unlocked on Bucks. So, uh, your father has been with the Bucks organization for how many years? We're talking now. It's well over two decades. Uh, let's see here. We first moved to Milwaukee in 1997. So I think he just finished up, what was it, his 25th year or 24th year? No, it's been a <laughs> long time in regards. And, uh, yeah, he's been been with the Bucks for, for a very, very long time. I think it's is the is the title now Director of Player Personnel. Is that yep. there's been a few different hats. So what what does that involve? What is what is he uh, going through right now with the franchise? And uh, of course, you you know I'll ask. Well, who are the Bucks picking? Of course, you, you uh, of are. course. <laughs> <laughs> now the, the NBA draft is essentially his bread and butter. I mean, it, it always has been. You know, his role, even though his title is, is changed, you know, slightly here and there. Um, his, his role is, is changed over the time. I mean, at one point he was essentially number two. At one point he was the interim GM hmm. uh, after Larry Harris had, you know, parted ways with the team and um, yeah, been there forever. Now, now essentially he, uh, he assists mostly with uh, with the draft, you know, covering college players. And so, yeah, this is uh, this is a big week for them. And um, you know, you mentioned before they they haven't had a high pick in a few years, <laughs> which is a good problem to have. It's because they're they're good, you know. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, I, I know they're hoping to. You know, probably get you know get somebody that could contribute. So, how do you assess the Bucks' position right now? Just as you look at the entire roster, because as you said, it changes, and when it actually does become more difficult, the longer you're contending, the salary stuff becomes more tight. The assets are perhaps bare, and they're certainly bare in the case of the Bucks. So, when you, when you look at their roster and where they're at, uh, and where it finished up this year, and having this pick twenty four, which isn't a prime first round selection, but they haven't had one since Dante Divincenzo. So, well, they haven't kept one since Dante Divincenzo. So, uh, how do you assess where the Bucks are at? Yeah, I mean, first of all, these are all my opinions. This has nothing to do with my dad or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, was tr- I should say I was joking. Just, just, just to put that out there. Uh, I mean, the way I would look at it is, I mean, every decision you make needs to be you know, with the thought of, of Giannis, you know, how, how does this affect Giannis? How, how does this, this player work around Giannis? Uh, whether that's a draft pick, whether it's a free agent signing trade, everything needs to be about your superstar first and foremost. And so, uh, you know, with that being said, I, you know, the way I would look at it is that there, there's somewhat of a juggling act because you, you want to win now when you have a player of that caliber, but at the same time, Giannis isn't that old. So you also want to have some upside, you know, within the roster to, to build, you know, build, you know, as, as Giannis continues uh, to be in his, you know, his, his prime. Uh, and so I, I think you kind of look at it two different ways, you know, depending on you know what options you have presented to yourself. And so if we look at, and this is your latest mock draft, you can get at basketballnews.com. So, and this is where it gets interesting because before we get to, to who you've got uh, on this latest mock, if the Bucks go through and they pick a player and they keep a rookie on the roster, uh, are you worried when you look at this team, positionally, certain type of player, do you think that you need someone that can contribute right away? Is there even room to go for a player that maybe needs a few years to develop? Because as you said, I, I think they are in an interesting position of balancing the future with also believing they didn't have a lot of depth when it came to the postseason last year. And they also think they can win a title this year. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, again, it, it, you know, you're, you're picking at 24, you, you really just need to see who who's available. And it's, it's hard to predict at that point. I mean, the, there'll be some guys that slipped at some point or another that, you know, happens every single year. Um, I mean, you know, the idea would, you know, the perfect scenario would be you get somebody that's able to contribute, you know, some right away, but also has upside. Right. So um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, it, it's, it's hard to, 
hard to really say. I mean, I, I, I personally would be careful of, you know, kind of, you know, putting together a philosophy, you know, or approach for a pick that's an extreme one way or the other. You just got to gotta look and see who's there and kind of weigh out the pros and cons with, with that group. All right, Matt, we're going to talk about our friends over at Prize Picks now. NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love it. And we know you will too. It's pretty easy to do. All you have to do is pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. This is you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. And Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals as well. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store or Google Play. Uh, you can find any prop you can possibly think of from points scored, rebounds, steals. Now, we know basketball is done, uh, but you don't have to worry about that because it's not just basketball with price picks. They have uh, options with college football, which we know won't be too far away, MLB, which is going on right now, soccer, NFL, uh, and even MMA. I, I don't even know what props you could find on MMA, but go to price picks. Uh, com and you'll be able to do that. We've got an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all our users. You get 50 bucks for free if a player on your first prize picks entry scores a single point, but you must use the code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Lockdown fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA for 50 bucks free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. That's prize picks, daily fantasy, made easy. So you've got Kennedy Chandler, uh, the guard out of Tennessee. This is interesting to me because when I was with chatting with Frank Madden about um, just generally how people look at the draft and six foot players these days is it's crazy to just how the size has changed. And uh, what I was saying to Frank is anyone really under six three, six four, it's like wow, they're undersized, they're small guards. So what is it about Kennedy Chandler that either you like, you think could fit with the Bucks, or why that? Maybe would it be attractive option? Yeah, no, I mean Kennedy's certainly undersized. There's no doubt about it. You know, he does have a you know long wingspan. He's incredibly athletic. I mean, that's the one thing that draws me to him, especially for the Bucks, is that his speed. He's able to create off the dribble, and you know, I feel like the team. I mean, John is such a great job of, of building uh, a championship team, and you know, complementary guys around Giannis. However, I, I mean, I, I personally would like to see them. You know, take some pressure off of Giannis having to create everything on, on the on the offensive end with the ball in his hands. And Kenny's the kind of guy, you know, right off the bat, he'd be a backup point guard, somebody that could kind of drive the second unit, be a floor general, somebody that could stir things up with his speed, get in the paint. And, and he's he's a tough kid, a, you know, tough, fiery kid. Um, at 24, I, I think it, it would be a good pick. Whether it's the Bucks or somebody else in that range, I I, I do really like Kennedy Chandler. Yeah, as so I've gone through a bunch of the guys, and I've got a couple of names I'm going to run by you, which generally seem to be what we're getting the feedback with or what the fans are intrigued by. Um, but it does just seem to be such a disparity between guys that have ranged between pick 15, 16 into the early second round. Almost, it feels like a wider range than than previous years. It feels odd in that way. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, especially we have so many young guys that are that are on, you know improving at the college ranks. Uh, that have upside. So you got you got the balance of a say like a Wendell Moore, who's a plug and play type guy that's probably in the Bucks range, and then you got a guy like Peyton Watson that hardly even played at UCLA this year, but has a lot of talent, you know. And so I mean, just you know, those two guys as an example of sort of the juggling act some of these teams have to have to do of figuring out what's what's the right move because you could you could go one extreme or another if, if you know if, if you wanted. All right, let's go through a couple of these guys, and I will say that generally it seems that the feel 
uh, and this is every NBA team, by the way. If you can get a guy on the wing that could defend multiple positions and knock down a few shots, it's you know, it's kind of the, the the prototype, I guess. But Dalen Terry out of Arizona, he does seem like he's potentially a guy that's going to be uh, in that range. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's right in his range. I think he's somewhere, you know, goes somewhere in the 20s or early 30s. Um, you know, interesting guy. You know, I, I expected him to go back to school. And so we didn't have him on our big board or our early mock drafts because, you know, I, I didn't expect him to be an option. Uh, and then when he decided that he was all in, we, you know, we, we took him seriously. And I think we put him in the early 30s right off the bat. Um, yeah, yeah. And he, he's, he's an interesting guy. You know, he's, he's a Swiss Army knife type of player. He's 6'7. He played the one, two, or three on, on both ends of the ball. Uh, his swing skill is outside shooting, and it's, it's not totally broken, uh, but he's got a lot of room for improvement. I mean, that that's that would be the reason you would pass on him. Uh, other than that, I mean, he plays with a great, you know, great pace, motor, um, you know, good defensively, and just so versatile, you know, on the offensive end. A guy that you really could plug in uh, to a lot of different different teams or, or all teams, for that matter. I think uh, perhaps the unanimous favorites at this point has been Jalen Williams. And it's so weird to me because uh, just, again, from reading stuff from guys like yourself and on all the other draft experts out there, I, I never, I didn't really understand why he would be there at 24. And because when you read all the reports and there's, there's at most guys that come in at around 24, there's obvious flaws in their game or their holes in their game or there's big question marks. And I was reading about him and I was just thinking, this guy does not seem to have as many question marks as the other guys. And then as we've gotten closer to the draft, it seems like he's he's probably skyrocketed up uh, out of the Bucks range. Is that your general sense? Yeah, I mean, it seems like every, you know, every passing day he, he's he's moving up the ranks. And <laughs> uh, I mean, really started at the combine. I mean, he, he was the he was the big winner of the combine, if you will. And, uh, you know, I think a little bit of a victim. He came from a smaller school and, you know, somewhat of a late bloomer. Um, you know, he's, I mean, he's, you know, pretty similar to what I was saying with Dalen Terry. I mean, he's he kind of, you know, in the same category as far as a guy that's, you know, Swiss Army knife that can play multiple positions. He, you know, he's a, he's a you know, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six ball handler. He's got a 7'2", wingspan, if I remember correctly. Um, not, not the most athletic guy. I mean, he uses his length and skills where he's able to perform some nice, you know, nice dunks and, you know, make different plays. Uh, foot speed's a little bit of an issue, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's looking like he's got a chance of even going going in the lottery, uh, which has been an incredible, incredible journey, you know, considering he was not even really a draft prospect going going into the season. Uh, obviously, myself being in Melbourne, we cover the NBL over here. Uh, there's a couple of G League Ignite guys that might be in that range, Marjan Bocham, also uh, Jaden Hardy, who's really interesting to me. I don't know a lot about him, but other than obviously the the pedigree was there. He was expected to be a, a high draft pick. He, uh, again, based on on what we believe, is potentially going to be there. Uh, what's the biggest concern with Jaden Hardy? Because again, he does kind of fit that area, the positionally of what the Bucks might be looking at. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, extremely raw talent. Uh, you know, very talented kid offensively. I mean, he's he's explosive. You know, tough tough guy, and, and he's got deep range on the shine and sort of just a knack to score all the way around. Uh, the, the big knock on him is, and he got exposed this year, is his lack of feel for the game, maybe his lack of basketball IQ. He's just a little bit behind, and that's why a lot of people, you know, had him slip. Uh, and he really slipped, you know, across, you know, uh, across the board. And, I mean, we started the year off, I think we had him at number three on our first big board, and <laughs> that was pretty pretty consensus, you know, with, with everybody in the media that, that he was going to be a top guy and uh, just really, really didn't show that well. But, uh, still possesses a ton of upside. So, I mean, somebody could could end up with a pretty good player. 
All right, Matt, we know that all these teams are looking to fill different spaces in their roster. They're looking for different parts they may need uh, to potentially get their team to be a contender. Uh, but if you're looking for spare parts for your car, the only one place you need to go is rockauto.com. And this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto because we know this, this scenario for anyone that's got a car and has been in this type of situation is very familiar. You walk into a car store, an auto parts dealership, you ask them for a different part. You don't really know what's going on, but they've only got one part for you. It's usually overpriced, but that's why you need to go to rockauto.com. You save time. You also save money. You can do it from home. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? The example we've got for you here, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump, 353 bucks from a chain store. You can get it for 216 bucks at rockauto.com. It's a family business as well, which is always nice. And the prices are the same for people like myself or the experts out there as well. So no one's getting ripped off here at Rock Auto. Go and explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all those parts that are available, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. And in general, the G League Ignite, because uh, my guy, the, the, the Australian's very excited over this part of the world about Dyson Daniels. He's been one that's really skyrocketed up the board. Uh, from the NBL, you have someone like Guzman Jiang, who um, had a uh, not a great season over here. He right. finished the season strongly, but he just continues to rise again with the size, the, the things that he can do positionally. And then uh, I already mentioned Marjan Bochamp. So how do you judge these guys let's stick with the g league ignite how do you judge these guys in this team where there's multiple first round potential prospects playing in the team but they're playing professionally how do you think it's settling out how those guys are judged uh, compared to potentially guys that have gone to college yeah and it's interesting that they've all had such different journeys up to this point and i mean dyson daniels uh, you know another guy that's really really continued to chip away at everybody my, myself included and he's just he's big he's versatile uh, you know, tough kid. I mean, very similar to the two guys we just talked about with Jalen Williams, Dalen Terry. He kind of falls in that same category of being a big guy that that kind of checks a lot of different boxes. Uh, I mean, I think the biggest question with him is, you know, how dynamic will he be offensively? I mean, he does a lot of different things, but is he does he got the right you know personality type of being like a lead dog? I mean, that's that's my one holdup with him. But I mean, you know, that's me being nitpicky. I mean, this guy's got a chance of being you know a mid lottery pick at this point. Uh, and who else we've got? EJ Liddell, another one that's very popular among Bucks fans. Yeah, I mean, EJ uh, had a terrific year at Ohio State. I mean, they're, they're, I thought their team was really good, very well-coached team. Um, you know, and he's he's a, he's a plug-and-play guy. He's ready to go. He's a little bit older. He's, a, he's coming off his junior year. Uh, undersized four, that's switchable. Uh, shoots the ball well. They, they used him at Ohio State a lot in the mid-post and high-post, like isolation-type stuff where they ran their offense through him. I think those days are over for him. I think he's going to be much more of a complimentary player where he's going to you know, need to be a face-up for kind of defend everybody, be sort of like an intangibles guy. Uh, but, you know, for a team like Milwaukee that, you know, is, is a contender year in, year out when you've got a guy like Giannis, you know, I mean, that's that's the, the one extreme of, of a plug-and-play guy. And EJ Liddell would be a good option for that. So I, I think the other question just – more broadly about this draft. So I think the, the Bucks would have to make this selection. Obviously, they can be draft night trades, those types of things. Uh, but when you talk about being such a wide range and another guy that played locally in Milwaukee that 
has climbed a little bit. People have been fascinated by is Justin Lewis, but he looks like he could be available later into the second round. So uh, is this the type of draft where you would be saying, I, I think you can get someone that's a that's a, a real player at pick 24, or is there potentially options to trade back, have a couple of second round picks, maybe one second round pick, a future pick, those types of scenarios? Is is this the type of draft just with the, the wide range uh, with some of these players that it might not make a big difference? Um, I don't know. I, I, my, my personal vote there would be if, if, they're, if they're giving me a vote <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is keep the 24th pick to try and plug anybody, somebody at that, at that spot. Uh, in regards to Justin Lewis, I mean, he's actually kind of a poor man's EJ Liddell. Obviously he's younger, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of does a lot of the same things, you know, more of an undersized, undersized big that could stretch it a little bit and fend multiple positions. Um, I, I didn't think he showed all that well at the combine. I thought it might've hurt him a, a touch. Uh, but I mean, he's you know he's a decent guy, and, and you know I think if, if he develops properly, uh, could be that glue guy like I, I mentioned. EJ Liddell is likely to be. All right. Well, we appreciate uh, the time. So you got a big few days. What does the next few days look like? You're so close to the draft now. I know a lot of the the players, as you said, are just hanging out uh, around New York here. So what are you what are you getting up to? What does it look like? Yeah. So uh, tomorrow morning we got the the media circuit. So we'll kind of have all all the different draft players. I think we got twenty something guys and we coming through. Talk to a bunch of them. I got a camera crew following me all week and going to the draft and uh, you know gonna you know pick these guys' brains after they their, their dreams come true and they figure out where they're where they're gonna live and play <laughs> next year. So. Just, uh, just, just here to, to soak it all in, really. And it, it's funny. I've been, uh, I've been covering the draft for a while now, and then I was an agent forever. I've actually only been to the draft one time in my life. It's, uh, it's sort of interesting to be be here, uh, you know, rather than working working the draft remotely. Yeah, well, as I said, uh, I think Bucks fans for the last few years haven't had too much to watch when it came to draft night. I think they were totally fine with it last year, but. Uh, there is a bit of intrigue to see what they'll do, so we appreciate some uh, some actual expert advice rather than me rambling on and uh, not knowing what I'm talking about. So, Matt, uh, big week for you. We appreciate the time. No, thank you so much. Keep keep in touch. Well, that's Matt Babcock, and uh, as I mentioned, it's good to have an expert on the show that can talk us through and uh, give us a bit of an insight into what could potentially happen on draft night uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. And there's some nice family ties there as well, which is always good. Uh, one live NBA draft show is not enough for Locked On, though. Every show is going to go live on draft night. So join me 15 minutes after our pick at Locked On Bucks on YouTube for the immediate reaction from your local expert. Subscribe now to Locked On Bucks. Uh, so you'll get the no- notification when we go live and you'll be able to jump in. You'll be able to join us. The comment section will be there. Hopefully my internet holds up. Hopefully we can roll through and have a pretty fun show there. A lot of people have asked me to go live in the past, but draft night, uh, we're doing it. Hopefully we're doing it and hopefully it goes well. And hopefully the Bucks will have an interesting selection uh, that we can discuss. Uh, if you haven't listened to the ultimate NBA mock draft yet, you should go and do it. Maybe I'll talk about my pick a little bit more tomorrow. The podcast is live now. You can check it out. I took a pick at pick 24 uh, and I took a guard. There was a guard available on the board and that's who I went with. I know as I was discussing with Matt, for the most part, We've been discussing wings and forwards and versatile guys, uh, which makes a lot of sense. There's no doubt about that. But I decided to go with a guard as I felt it was the best player available. But the first picks in the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. In fact, you can go right through the Ultimate Mock Draft right now. Search for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, draft experts of Locked On NBA Big Board, 
The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen after you're done with Locked On Bucks. And that's going to do it for us today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. One more podcast pre-draft. And then, as I said, we're going to have some fun on Thursday night while the draft's going on. Plenty to look forward to on Locked On Bucks. We appreciate you joining us. Speak to you tomorrow.